0: Good morning. Yeah, yeah, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Linda, for introducing and uh, praying for us and giving us some guidance on how to pray in these days. Can you turn to Acts chapter 22, please? I uh, miss seeing you this morning, but I think, in light of the extra mixing that's gone on, and also the fact that it's quite cold and breezy, and you don't want to be in here with the doors open, we thought it'd be best just to just to gather in this format for for this week. I was reading Acts twenty two yesterday morning, and in the sort of frenzy of Christmas and the busyness and all the fun. board games and celebrations. Uh, I hadn't really got as far as giving this morning an awful lot of thought. But yesterday morning as I read Acts 22, one particular word stood out and I'm going to linger on that word this morning. So can you go there please? Acts chapter 22 and I'm going to read from verse 6. And what's going on here is that Paul is recounting what happened to him on the road to Damascus. And he says, About noon, as I came near Damascus, suddenly a bright light from heaven flashed around me. I fell to the ground, and I heard a voice say to me, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? I asked. I am Jesus of Nazareth, whom you are persecuting, he replied. My companions saw the light, but they did not understand the voice of him. Who was speaking to me? What shall I do, Lord? I asked. Get up, the Lord said, and go into Damascus. There you will be told all that you have been assigned to do. All that you have been assigned to do. And that word assigned just sat with me yesterday morning, and I pondered it yesterday, last night, this morning. So I want to talk this morning about assignments. I've got great joy in the room at the thought of uh, of assignments. Um, I want you, before we get into this, to get rid of all negative connotations that are associated with the word assignment. So please do not think about homework. Please do not think about uh, wasting your teenage years sitting in your room every night at your desk doing lots of stuff. Uh, for teachers who who don't know where to draw the line. Don't think about that. Don't get rid of the negative stuff about homework. Personally, I think homework should be banned. Can I get an amen? Mm -hmm. I've got an amen. Uh, I think homework should be banned because if we can't educate kids in six or seven hours during the day in the classroom, there's something seriously wrong with our education system. It just might be that we're trying to teach them too much. But that's another rant for another time. I want to think about God-given assignments. Uh, The word that is here in Acts 22.10, where Jesus says to Paul, all that you have been assigned to do, the word is tasso in Greek. And from it, we get the simple English word, task a task that has been given. So I want to define for the for the for the rest of this message and I will pull in a couple of educational illustrations when they're useful, but for the rest of this message I want you to forget about homework, forget about writing that essay on Macbeth or doing those simultaneous equations in three unknowns and instead just focus on an assignment being a task that is given to you by Jesus for the kingdom of God. That's that's our definition of assignment, a task given to you by Jesus for the kingdom of God. It will not be easy, but it will be good. Now, it's really, really important to to hold on to that. It will not be an easy task, just powering up, but it will be good. So get, get rid of the idea that Christianity and everything we do for the kingdom is easy. It's not easy, but it's good. As you reflect back on the tasks that God gives you in this life, maybe you'd not get to reflect on them until the very end. Maybe even after the end of this physical present life on earth, you'll get to reflect back on the assignments you were given. And your reflection will be, I believe, that it was not easy, but it was good. It was good people benefited from it. The good news spread because you were faithful to your assignments. So a task in this context is a trust, something that God gives you to do. He entrusts you with the resources and the talents and the skills to do it. It's a privilege, it's an honor, it is overwhelmingly a good thing. So that, I want you to hold onto that throughout the message, an assignment is a good thing. Now, Jesus had assignments and he was aware of it and he's stuck with it. Let me just show you if you would go to Luke, please. Chapter 2 of Luke. We've been going through Luke as a church uh, over I guess over a year ago now we started journeying through Luke and we will pick up again soon. But I just want to show you how Jesus was was aware of his assignments at the very end of Luke chapter 2. Luke records of of uh, the one event we know about Jesus' childhood when he was, he went missing. Right? He, he, his parents couldn't find him, and uh, they went looking for him. It took them about three days to find him, and when they found him, he was at the temple with the teachers in Jerusalem. And he says to them in verse 49, why were you searching for me? Didn't you know that I had to be about my father's And then there's a blank. There's no word there. Now your Bible, if it's a reasonably modern Bible, will probably say, didn't you know that I had to be in my father's house? That's not what it says in Greek. The word house is not there. And if you have an older Bible, it will probably say, did you not know that I had to be about my father's business? The word business is not there, but I think it's a better translation than the word house. What Jesus literally says is, Did you not know that I had to be about my fathers? And then he doesn't say anything. So I think a good word to fill in there is the wonderful word stuff or things or business as the King James Version puts it. Did you not know that I would be involved in doing the stuff that my father does? Jesus had this sense, even when he was young, even when he was a child, 12 years old, he realized that he had an assignment that in his life he was to be about the same stuff that his father was doing. And it it probably comes from the context and the very common practice of a son carrying on the same business or the same trade that his father had. But the point is Jesus knew that he had things to do and they were the things of his father. He was on assignment. He was on mission. He was on task. Turn a couple of pages on in Luke 4. Uh, Again, just a verse that at the very end of Luke 4 that you can very quickly fly by and and not really catch. But it illustrates this point this morning in verse 43. You've you've got in verse 42 that, that people did not want Jesus to leave. It says that they were looking for him. And when they came to where he was, they tried to keep him from leaving them. But he said, I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God to the other towns as well, because that is why I was sent. Again, that notion of assignment, purpose. He could have got comfortable. He could have stayed in one place and gathered that group of people around him and had his ministry there, but he was on mission. He had a divine assignment to go and preach the good news in the other villages, and that's what he did. Go to John, please, chapter 4. Keep you moving around this morning. John chapter 4. At the very end of, of John 4, John 4 is that amazing story of Jesus with the woman at the well. And he speaks to her and, and she becomes alive in the spirit whenever she realizes who he is. and She runs off to tell the people in her village and they're coming back towards Jesus. And in verse 31, we read, Meanwhile, his disciples urged him, Rabbi, eat something. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you know nothing about. And his disciples said to each other, could someone have brought him food? They didn't understand and they thought he had had a snack. But Jesus said, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work there is that sense of assignment. I have a mission. God has sent me with an assignment and that assignment is not an option. It's not a snack. It's not a treat. It is his food. It is urgent and it is necessary that he be about his father's work, my food. The thing that I need more than anything else is to be completing the work that the Father has given me to do. And it's an urgent task. He goes on to tell a little story about harvest to illustrate the urgency of it. He says to them in verse 35, Do you not say, four months more, and then the harvest. So that's like a proverb or a common saying among the people at that time, four months and then the harvest. And he says to them, no, he says, the fields are ripe now. In verse 35, further on, I tell you, open your eyes. Church, are your eyes open? He says, open your eyes Has 2020 and coronavirus and pandemics and lockdowns caused you to close your eyes or to avert your gaze? Jesus says, open your eyes and look at the fields. Are you avoiding looking at the fields? Because when you look at the fields, you will see harvesting that needs to be done. I tell you, open your eyes and look at the fields. They are ripe for the harvest. Even now the reaper draws his wages. Even now he harvests the crop for eternal life. That urgency and that emphasis of now. Do not delay. Don't pick up on a common proverb. Four months until the harvest and cause that to allow you to be happy sitting about doing nothing. I fear that a global pandemic of coronavirus will have in its wake an epidemic of complacency and frankly laziness where people will no longer have urgency about the harvest. They will have got so used to not doing very much that it will be hard to get out of that inactivity. Jesus was on assignment, and he was urgent about it. Back to Acts chapter 22 that I I read at the start, where where Paul is told by Jesus that he will, if he goes to Damascus, he will be told all that he he is assigned to do. There are things that Jesus assigned to Paul. It wasn't just a case of Jesus being on mission. There were things that he assigned Paul to do. He assigned Paul later in this same chapter, just further down the page in verse 21, he assigned him to preach to the Gentiles. That was part of Paul's assignment. He assigned him, if you go back a couple of pages to Acts chapter 18 in verse 9 and 10, he assigns Paul to stay in Corinth and to continue to preach, continues to speak, to not be silent, because Jesus has many people in the city. Paul wasn't sure whether he was going to stay or not, and Jesus gave him an assignment and said, stay, keep teaching, keep speaking, don't leave. In, in chapter 23 of Acts as we're in that point of Paul's life where he is under trial, under pressure, under persecution and opposition. In chapter 23, verse 11, Jesus says to him, Take courage as you have testified about me in Jerusalem, so you must also testify in Rome. Assignment, Paul, you're going to Rome and you're going to testify about me there. And that sense of divine assignment is with Paul throughout his entire life. Listen, we're still in Acts. Go left to Acts 20, Acts chapter 20, verse 24. And listen to how Paul speaks to the, to the elders at the Ephesian church in Acts 20, 24. Listen again to the language. He says, I consider my life worth nothing to me If only I may finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me, the task of testifying to the gospel of God's grace. Again, hear that language of completing an assignment given by God and finishing a race. He compares his ministry, the the, the word that's used in here in verse 24 for task is diaconia, which is a word from which we get deacon. It means your ministry, your service, your calling, the thing that you have been given, assigned to do by God. And Paul compares it to a course. In my translation here, it says race. But I think race can be a slightly unhelpful word because... And yes, Paul uses the illustration elsewhere in 1 Corinthians 9 about running to win. But I think most of the time when Paul uses this illustration, he's not talking about finishing the race at high speed. He's talking about running the course that has been mapped out for you and getting to the end of it. The course is there. The map is laid out. Run it. Run it. And the key thing is not winning it in this context. It's not winning the race. It's finishing the course. It is submitting the assignment, doing the thing that God has called you to do. Let's go to Colossians 4. So if you're in Acts, turn right and and head on through Corinthians and Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians and, and into Colossians. One of the things that I do at the end of Paul's letters that is not a good habit is I speed up. Once I get to that bit where he's starting to name all his mates and send them his best wishes, I tend to accelerate towards the finish. And when you do that, you can miss little things. The second last verse of Colossians 4, listen to to what Paul throws in here, just as as he is greeting people and giving final instructions. He says in verse 17, Tell Archippus, whoever he is, give him this message. See to it that you complete the work you have received in the Lord. He encourages this guy, you've been given an assignment. See to it that you actually complete it. Don't neglect it. Don't delay. Finish the work that you have been given. Church, do you know the assignment, the ministry that you have been given? and are you working towards the completion of it, or is it being neglected? The word from Paul, and I believe the word from God to us today as we move to the end of 2020 and into the beginning of 2021, complete the work. Get back on task. Get back onto the assignment that you've been given. He also writes to Timothy. Turn right again a few pages to 2 Timothy. The last letter that Paul wrote was to Second Timothy. And in chapter 4, he talks about how towards the end, people will fall away. Listen to, to what Paul says in chapter 4, verse 3. The time will come when men will not put up with sound doctrine, And instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears aside from the truth and turn aside to myths. But you, this is his word to Timothy, that's what other people are doing, Timothy. They're turning away from the truth. They're turning to myths. They're getting distracted. They're veering off course. But you keep your head in all situations endure hardship, do the work of an evangelist, and listen to this, discharge all the duties of your ministry. In other words, complete the task that you have been given. Even if people around you are falling away from it, he says, Timothy, you remain faithful. You complete the task that you have been given. Now let's talk about assignments and let's talk about Google Classroom. I'm getting head shakes from the back of the room. Google Classroom is an app that we use in school. And for what it does, it works really, really well. And on Google Classroom, I can set an assignment for the entire class. If I want everyone to do the assignment, I can set it so that everybody gets it. (laughs) But there are also ways for me to set assignments for just a smaller number of students. Now, in the church, there are assignments that are for the whole class. I feel like I'm going to sneeze and make my YouTube sneeze debut, and I'm worried about it. <laughs> there are assignments that I can set for the whole class. And in the church, there are assignments that are for all of us. Nigel mentioned prayer on Christmas morning. Every single one of us, there is a divine assignment for you. If you're a Christian, you should be praying. And I'm going to re-emphasize what Nigel said on Sunday. And I'm going to just knock knock it to you one more time. You should be praying. If you are local and you are free on a Tuesday night, you should be with the church praying. That's your assignment. All of you. Everybody. Don't leave it to somebody else to do it. That's your assignment. Don't neglect it. If you're further away and it's difficult to get here, jump in on Zoom but you should be praying together on a Tuesday night. Prayer is a whole class assignment for the whole church. Encouragement is a whole class assignment. Every Christian should be an an encourager. Every single one of us has that task to spur one another on and encourage one another in this walk of following Jesus. That is a whole class assignment generosity is a whole class assignment every single one of us is called to be generous to be kind with our money with our time with our words we are called to be generous so there are whole class assignments that are for everybody to do but then I can do a little thing on Google classroom where I can set an assignment for just maybe three or four kids so if I have the scenario where there are five kids out of a class who are off self isolating I can send the lesson to them and just to them and say to them, this is what we did today, this is what you need to catch up with at home. There are specifically tailored assignments for individual people. And in the church, and listen to me, in the church there are assignments for you and they are only for you. Prayer is an assignment to everybody. But there are assignments that are for you, and if you don't do them, they will not get done. And this is serious. There are assignments that Jesus would give to you, every one of you listening to me. And if you're distracted and trying to do something else at the same time, stop it and listen. Jesus gives you an assignment in the kingdom, and only you can do it. You have the skills to do it. You have the personality to do it. And I think that's even more important than the skills. A lot of us get caught up in our talents and our gifts that are so important, but we forget that sometimes the greatest gift that you can bring to somebody is yourself. Your particular personality, your particular warmth, your particular ethos that you carry with you, that that's what blesses people more than your ability to perform a certain gift. And there are assignments in the kingdom of God, and if you won't do them, they won't get done. No one else can do it. Don't compare yourself to somebody else. Don't try to be somebody else. One of the worst things that can happen in church is that somebody tries to, out of sincerity, try to do something that we're not actually assigned to do. We're not gifted to do, we're not called to do, and it's not for our skill set, and it's not for our personality. We try to do it anyway, and it doesn't work. Don't try to be somebody else. Whenever Peter was talking to Jesus in John 21, and Jesus told Peter about, about what would happen for him in the future towards the end of his life, and Peter says, well, what about John? And Jesus says, forget about John. You follow me. Let John have his own story. Let John have his own final end. You follow me. Don't compare yourself to John. You have an assignment, Peter, that only you can do. And I really want you to ponder that. God has given you assignments. And if you don't do them, nobody else can do them. Which then begs the question, which is frequently asked in the educational environment, is somebody else doing your assignments for you? It's usually quite easy to spot when a student has handed in somebody else's work. And frankly, it's usually quite funny because you will mark a set of work and you see some random mistake that a kid has made and think, that's a bizarre way to misunderstand that. I'm not sure what's going on there. Uh, And you forget about it and you mark five more. And then you see the same mistake again and you're like, "Hmm, what's going on here? Because these two kids have misunderstood something in exactly the same way. And then even better than that is the spelling mistakes. (laughs) You read somebody's work and they cannot spell a certain word. And then five scripts later, you're marking somebody else's work and they have misspelled the same word in exactly the same wrong way. And the warning lights start to flash that somebody is submitting somebody else's assignment. Now, in an educational context, that's not good. But in a ministry context, let me tell you, that is devastating. And it is tragic, and it is awful, and it is wrong. And we should be ashamed of ourselves. Church, listen to me. We should be ashamed of ourselves when we allow someone else to do our assignment for us. Because we are neglecting it. And I want to challenge you, are you neglecting your assignment while somebody else is doing it for you? I believe this wreaks havoc in the church, up and down the land. It wreaks havoc in relationships where people get frustrated with one another, get frustrated with the church. What you have is people neglecting their assignments. Frankly, they've got lazy. They've got complacent. They've got distracted. We'll look at some reasons for not doing assignments in a minute. And what happens is someone else steps in to do the assignment for them. And that someone else is not equipped to do it. They're not called to do it. But they're doing it out of a faithful, sincere heart. Because they see that it needs done. And they see that the person who should be doing it is neglecting it. And the outcome is the assignment is not done well because it's not being done by the person who was assigned to do it. And the people who pick up the assignments that were given to somebody else end up tired, burnt out, frustrated and disillusioned with the church. They diagnose a problem that is not the problem. They say, well, this church is too busy and this church is placing too much demands on me and my time and I'm really exhausted because I'm constantly running around doing church stuff. The church is not the problem, my friend. The problem is the other person who was given the assignment and neglected it so that you have ended up doing it. And whenever we have churches functioning on what some people call the eighty-twenty rule, where 80% of the work is done by 20% of the people, we get burnout, tiredness, frustration, disillusionment, fractured relationships, because you're not doing your assignment. You've got distracted, and you know what your assignment is, and you know that God has equipped you to do it, and you know you're good at it, but you've got lazy, and you've made excuses, and someone else is doing it for you and getting burnt out in the meantime. Is somebody else doing your assignments for you? In school, that's naughty. In church, that's awful. It's abhorrent whenever we neglect our God-given tasks. Paul writes to Archippus and says, You make sure, mate, that you complete the ministry that God gave you. Don't neglect it. Why do some assignments not get done? I get all sorts of random excuses on Google Classroom for why assignments are not done. Some of them have overlap as illustrations for this message, while others do not. No printer. Okay, well, you probably don't need a printer to fulfill the work that God has called you to do. So that's not really a a useful illustration. No Wi-Fi. Somehow, People's Wi Fi seems to keep breaking when they have to submit an assignment. But some of the tasks that they are, uh, or some of the excuses that they give, actually do sound familiar with excuses in the church and reasons why people do not fulfill their assignments in the church. I hear people, I hear kids in school say to me, I was at work. It's amazing the the part-time jobs that students have and the amount of hours they put into them. It is not uncommon for students to do 20, 25 hours of a part-time job on top of their schoolwork. And Jesus warned in Matthew 13, he warned about seeds that whenever they are planted on thorny ground, the thorns grow up and choke the seed and it becomes unfruitful. In other words, distractions, the cares of this life. He mentions the love of money and the deceitfulness of riches. Those things grow up and the seed of the kingdom, the assignment that he planted becomes unfruitful because of all the other weeds and thorns that are growing up around it. Challenge to you listening to me. In 2020, have you allowed thorns to grow? Have you neglected the garden? Have you neglected the seed? Have you neglected the assignment? And thorns have grown up around it and choked it, and it's not bearing fruit. This is a challenging message, and I want you to listen, and I want you to think. Look back on 2020. Have you been fruitful? Have you been fruitful? Or are there thorns all around that kingdom seed that Jesus put into you? Another excuse that you sometimes get for work or an assignment not being done is it was too difficult. Now I have to say, credit to them, the vast majority of kids in school uh, don't use that as an excuse. The vast majority of them will battle on with something and give it their best shot even if it's tough. It was too difficult. Were Paul's assignments easy? I just read this morning, Acts 23, that verse where where Jesus says to him, As you have testified about me in Jerusalem, you must also testify about me in Rome. Your assignment, Paul, is to go to Rome and testify about me. Some Christians with a completely warped theology of life And of health and of wealth and of all sorts of things think that every assignment is going to be easy and we will get to rome on a private jet between jesus giving paul this assignment and paul getting to rome and we're only talking a few chapters of acts here between the assignment being given and the assignment being fulfilled there was a plot to kill paul by his fellow jews there were multiple legal trials where he had to stand in court and be cross-examined. There was time spent in prison, I think possibly two years spent in prison. There was a shipwreck, and he was bitten by a poisonous snake. That all happened between the assignment being given and the assignment being completed. To say that it is too hard is not an adequate reason for not getting the assignment done your assignment will not be easy. Remember what I said at the start, it will be for the good of humanity. It will be for the good of the world around you. It will be for the good of the church being built. It will be for the spreading of the good news, but it will not be easy. Suck it up and get on with it. And do not fade out just because things get tough. Jesus warned again in that same passage in Matthew 13 about the, the thorn or the, the seed being sown and another type of ground was rocky, stony ground and the seed did not get any roots down and as soon as the sun came up and it got hot, the plant withered and died. As soon as the pressure comes, as soon as the heat comes, you need to have your roots down if you are actually going to stick with your assignment and bear fruit. Otherwise, once opposition comes, once pressure comes, you will quit. Paul writes uh, in Second Corinthians 4.1, just reading from the message, he writes, Since God has so generously let us in on what He is doing, Again, that sense of God is at work and he's brought us in and he's assigned us things to do in his work. Since God has so generously let us in and what he is doing, we're not about to throw our hands up and walk off the job just because we run into occasional hard times. Too many quitters in the church. Too many and whenever the heat goes on and the pressure, they fade because the roots don't go down deep. If the roots go down deep into the soil of God's Word, into the soil of, of relationship with Jesus, by that, that, that tree planted by the river, the water of the Holy Spirit, if the roots go down deep, the sun can shine and the wind can buffet, it and you will stand and you will complete the assignment. But if you don't take time to put the roots down, your assignment will fail. And you'll not do it. Are you taking it seriously enough? Are you happy to just neglect it and say, no, maybe somebody else will do it? They'll not, or they'll certainly not do it as well as you will. Another reason I sometimes get, and this one does drive me bonkers as a teacher, is, you know, why, why did you not get your work done? And the, the response is, I didn't get the notification on Google Classroom. And you're like, why did you not get the notification on Google Classroom? And they respond, I took it off my phone. I deleted Google Classroom to make space for some other daft app. And it drives me nuts. But this is really serious in the context of the church. A a, a student in school can't receive their assignment because they're not connected. And too many of us don't receive the assignments that Jesus wants to give us because we're not connected. Note again where where we started in Acts 22, and I'm, I'm probably nearly done... But Maybe not. I don't know. In Acts 22 verse 10, Jesus says to Paul, go to Damascus. Get up and go to Damascus. And there you will be assigned all the things that, that you have to do. But he had to obey. He had to get up. He had to go to Damascus and he had to position himself somewhere that he could receive his assignment. Now listen to me again. Challenge. Do you do that? Do you position yourself in daily devotion to Jesus that you can receive the assignments that he has for you? As you reflect back on 2020, have you connected? Have you got the app? Have you been contactable? Or have you neglected it? That Jesus has assignments for you But you can't be contacted because you've neglected devotion. You've took the app off your phone. And he cannot get the assignments to you. And therefore the assignments don't get done. I want you to ponder that. Because that's serious. And I say to you with great challenge and also great love, if that's you, sort it out. Because there are kingdom assignments that need done. And if you're not even connected, how will they be done? Ponder that. One of the things we do in school is if, if students do not have a device for connecting to Google Classroom and receiving their assignments, we get them one. We, we get an old iPad and clean it up and wipe it and give it to them. And we help them to get connected. Do you need help to get connected? Do you need somebody to walk with you for a while and help you to get back on course? Do you need someone to just be alongside you? If that's the case, contact us. Let us know so that we can walk beside you and get you back on the course so you can hear the assignments and fulfill them. There are other excuses that biblically you get for, for assignments not being completed, and you don't normally hear these ones in school. In Matthew 25, there's a guy that doesn't complete his assignment. It's because he was afraid. <laughs> I haven't heard that one yet, as far as homework not coming in. I was afraid, so I hid your talent. Jesus gives out five talents to one guy, and two to another, and one to another. And the purpose is that they have to go and invest these things for the kingdom and bring a return. Everyone who invests gets a return, and I guarantee you that. That's not prosperity gospel, but I guarantee you in the kingdom of God, if you invest what he has given you, don't think about money. Think about yourself. The investment is you investing yourself in the community and in the world around you. If you invest your love and yourself into the world around you, I guarantee you God will give increase on your investment. The only investment or the only only time there's failure is, is when the investment is buried. This guy buries his talent in the ground because he's afraid. Afraid of failure, afraid of risk, afraid of whatever. He doesn't know the master well enough to know that there is no risk and there cannot be failure if you invest what he has given you. Another reason I just read this morning as as, as I was reading Nehemiah for assignments... Uh, You won't hear in school, you'll never hear a kid coming to you in school and saying, I was being insulted by others for doing this assignment and therefore I didn't get it done. But in Nehemiah chapter 4, you will read of this tactic of the enemy to try and get the assignment derailed. The assignment is to build the walls of Jerusalem and the people under Nehemiah's leadership are working hard. But Nehemiah says in verse 4, as he prays to God, he says, hear us our God, for we are despised, turn their insults back on their own heads. And he goes on to say they have thrown insults in the face of the builders. The builders have an assignment to build a wall. The opposition are throwing insults in their faces to try and derail and disrupt the building of the wall. Unfortunately, one of the most discouraging things in trying to complete your God-given assignment will be the criticism and the gossip of other Christians. Throwing things in your face, throwing knives at your back, trying to get you to quit on your assignment. And Nehemiah's response to this is that he prays. And listen to his prayer in verse 9 of Nehemiah 4. We prayed to our God and posted a guard day and night to meet this threat. And the prayer is, I can't find the exact wording of it in, uh, I can't find the reference as I'm looking down at this Bible here, but the prayer is strengthen our hands. As insults are being thrown in our faces and as knives are being thrown at our backs, Lord, strengthen our hands to continue the assignment, to complete the work. Another excuse, and this is the last one that you would hear biblically for why an assignment might not be completed, and you won't normally hear this in school, is, I was in prison. I really hope I never hear that from a kid whenever they don't hand in their work. I was in prison. What did Paul do when he was in prison? What did he do? Did he just say, oh, look at the circumstances I find myself in. I cannot fulfill my ministry. I'll just sit about for a year or two. When Paul was in prison, he innovated, and he wrote letters, and those letters have achieved more than he would ever have achieved if he was outside of prison, able to travel around. Incredible. He innovated. He did not make this an excuse for not fulfilling his assignment what can I do stuck in this prison cell? What can I do? I know what I'll do. I'll change the way I normally do things. I normally go to synagogues, and I normally preach and persuade people. I can't do that because of prison. I know what I'll do. I'll write letters. We are living in difficult times, but church, we must innovate. We must be creative and we must not just sit around and do nothing. We have so many means at our disposal to communicate the good news to the community around us. So many things that we need to now be planning and looking to the future about. Don't just sit and do nothing and get complacent. Innovate. Innovate. As I close, these assignments... And this is really serious. And just because I've said, as I close, don't start faffing about and, and getting ready to disconnect. These assignments can be a matter of life and death. Now, I know a counsellor, and I know nothing about that counselor's clients. Never hear a word about the clients. Never hear the names of the clients. Never hear any details of what those clients are going through because of confidentiality, um, which is really obvious. But what I do know from time to time, and although I don't see them, because again, I can't see the names, but I know from time to time that this counselor receives text messages and cards. And those cards and text messages literally contain the phrase, if it was not for you, I would not be here. Now, you listen to me, church, and you ponder the gravity of that statement. If it was not for you, I would not be here. In other words, if that counselor had not been faithful to the assignment that was given, there are people who would have taken their own lives. That is the gravity of what I'm talking about here you don't know you just don't know what the long-term outcome will be when you decide decide to invest yourself in someone's life to receive the assignment that jesus gives you you don't know what the outcome is i am certain that some of you listening to me have got involved in the lives of other people and you have blessed them and you've loved them, you have shown them the character of Jesus, and those other people are alive today, and if you hadn't been faithful to your assignment, they would not be alive today. Not only physically alive, but there are people who will have eternal life because you are faithful to your assignment. Right now, as ever, I have an urgency about the young people in this town. It would be very easy to say, well, it's cold and it's dark, It'd be very easy to say, well, it's Christmas and really you would rather be at home eating junk food and watching TV. But there's an urgency, an assignment to show the love of Jesus to these people because otherwise the very real fact is some of them might not make it. Some of them might make choices that lead to a very bad end. Whereas if they are encouraged, if they are loved, If somebody hears the assignment from King Jesus and actually faithfully responds to it, instead of making excuses for not doing it, somebody might live who might otherwise have died. This is a matter of life and death. The assignment is not easy, but it is so important. It is so good. Do you have a sense of of a God-given assignment? Are you faithful to that which has been entrusted to you or have you let distractions creep in? Reflect back on the year that is passing. Have you progressed in your course? Are you moving towards the finish of your course or have you veered off track and you can't even see the track, the course that you're meant to be on? Are you stuck in neutral? Have you gone backwards? Did Paul ever quit? all the hardships that he faced, did you ever see Paul just sitting around doing nothing and, say, and making excuses and saying, ah, well, look at the situation I'm in. I can't be about my kingdom assignment. Nah, no, never. Paul's an incredible man. And he kept on going. He kept using that language right to the very end, to Second Timothy 4, verse 7. And he writes to Timothy from prison, soon to be executed. And he says, I have finished my course. I've done the assignment. Click submit, click hand in, click whatever. I've done it. I didn't take my eyes off it. I didn't make excuses. I've done it, Timothy. I've stuck at it. Colossians 4.17, I'm going to take out Archippus's name and I'm going to put in, tell the tablers, see to it that you complete the ministry assignment that you have received in the Lord. Thanks for listening. I'm going to ask Linda just to come now and pray for us.